Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Niall Stry is the general manager of Slope Style Ski and Bike Shop in Breckenridge in Summit County, Colorado. The shop is right on Main Street. You're walking around Main Street and you just see people you know and you say hi and, you know, yeah, I just love the community here. You know, as far as like the, all the places in Summit County, it just kind of has a uh, the most like homey community feel to it. Niles and his wife rent a one-bedroom condo in town. But over the past couple of years, they've been trying to buy a house. Finally, they found one. Niall's old boss, the former owner of Slopestyle, was selling his two-bedroom, deed-restricted townhouse in the town of Frisco. He had promised it to the couple, who financially qualified for the home. But then Niles got a raise at work. We ended up making like $1,000 too much to be within the area. Median income is the metric that they use. And it was just like the most gut-wrenching thing ever. So we make $1,000 too much and then they just deny us. They pivoted and put a $10,000 deposit down on a new two-bed, two-bath house being built in Fairplay. It's about a 40-minute drive south of Breckenridge on a good weather day. The market rate house is just shy of a half million dollars. Niles is excited. He says it's a great price, it's in the woods, and it's quiet. While they have achieved their dream of buying a home, Niles would still prefer to live in Breckenridge, a community he's grown so fond of. Obviously, I'd like to be in Breck, but it's not entirely realistic anymore, unless you can find a deed-restricted home. I'm Stephanie Daniel, and this is The Colorado Dream Housing Wanted from KUNC News. From restaurant servers to police officers to local doctors, it's hard for people at nearly every income level to find housing in mountain resort communities. As we've told you during this series, one of the big issues is inventory. These towns need thousands of housing units to meet the demand. Another is cost. Average single-family home prices are over a million dollars, a price tag that's out of reach for the local workforce. There's also the explosion of short-term rentals that take away long-term housing from residents. We've reported on how local leaders and employers are stepping up to help solve this crisis by building new homes for employees and the workforce and paying residents to add deed restrictions to their existing homes. These initiatives are all about increasing workforce housing, creating more of it. But what does an existing workforce neighborhood look like? We start the final episode of this season of The Colorado Dream in a neighborhood where people borrow a cup of sugar and kids have friends that live down the block. But even here, where residents own homes, housing is still a topic of conversation. From lucky breaks to rising expenses to growing families, folks have a story to share. This is episode six, Building Homes to Build Community. We're in the Wellington neighborhood and it is 
the annual garage sale. So we're gonna go and walk around and chat with some neighbors and see what everyone has that they're selling today. Wellington resident Megan Matza and I are walking down the street in this Breckenridge neighborhood on a sunny Saturday in June. She's pushing her 10-month-old daughter Eloi in a stroller when we run into a couple girls. Hi guys, how are ya? They ask about Eloi. She's good, she's getting so big. Can you say hi, Eloi? The Wellington neighborhood was the brainchild of a local developer named David O'Neill. In the late 90s, he wanted to build workforce housing. He approached the town about buying the land, but first it needed to be annexed. Local leaders gave him the green light under the condition that 80% of the units be affordable and reserved for residents. He agreed, and Wellington became Breckenridge's first planned workforce neighborhood. Over the past 20 years, Wellington and the adjacent Lincoln Park have been transformed into one neighborhood with 226 deed-restricted and 56 market-rate homes. Megan moved to Summit County in high school and has owned a house in Wellington for six years with her partner Grant. To me, it kind of looks like Pleasantville. Um, you know, white picket fences, everyone has pretty green yards, you know, cute houses with white trim. Um, the houses are pretty close in proximity, so you're pretty close to your neighbor. The streets are lined with single-family homes and duplexes with small yards in the front and garages in the back. It's a very walkable neighborhood with lots of communal green spaces. Do you spend a lot of time just like walking around the neighborhood? Oh yes, we do happy hour walks. We take wine with us, we walk, we talk to people, it's great. In the summer, even in the winter, you see kids running around and playing, riding bikes, out with their friends. You know, kind of how a lot of us grew up a long time ago. Our first stop is Jen Horn's house. Let's see, what are we selling? Some games, some toys? Jen is selling a lot of stuff. Furniture. In less than a month, she, her husband, and two young daughters are moving to North Carolina Take to be closer to family. And, uh, and she jokes, they're see. tired of shoveling snow in April. Sleds. I don't know if we'll be needing those in Asheville. <laughs> her family has lived in this deed-restricted house for eight years. When Jen and her husband decided to sell it, the price was fixed by the town, making the process pretty easy. They didn't even have to list it. Through word of mouth, they sold it to a young couple who are elementary school teachers. We were very fortunate. We were able to sell the house without even putting it on the market because this neighborhood is so popular and people want to move here so badly. We keep walking and run into Pamela Vineman, standing outside her house. She's got rollerblades, skis, and other outdoor gear on her driveway and lawn. Hi, Miss Pam. Pam tells me she came to Breckenridge over three decades ago to ski and never left. She married a local and they have two kids. Her family has lived in this market rate four bedroom house since 2001. Pam is a labor and delivery nurse at Centura St. Anthony Summit Hospital and has helped bring a lot of the neighborhood kids into the world. During Halloween especially, I get to see all my children that I've delivered come around and trick-or-treat and see them grow, and that's just been magical. Wellington is the best place to raise a family, she says, and she loves living here. But eventually, Pam and her husband will move on. Both of my kids have recently graduated from high school, so, you know, the winters get long the older you get. 
the cost of living here just increases without the pay matching, so it's hard. You too. Megan and I say goodbye to Pam, then head over to Lincoln Park, where Christy Vodder has lots of kids' books and toys spread out on a blanket next to her garage. Let me show you what's in that this bag. Which one? There's like little cookies for a matching game. Christy and her family used to live in a three-bedroom duplex across the street in Wellington. But as her son and daughter got older, the layout didn't work. She and her husband wanted a house with all the bedrooms on the same floor. They heard friends of friends were selling this market-rate house and jumped on it. It's a little bit expensive for us, but we're hoping the interest rates will go down and we'll refinance. But it's hard to get, you know, a family house, single-family home in this neighborhood. They rent out the studio apartment above the garage for $1,200 a month, which helps offset the cost of their mortgage. While we're chatting about housing, Christy tells me I should talk to her husband, Matt, who grew up in Summit County. He's the chef and owner of Rootstock and Radicata restaurants in Breckenridge. He was having a hard time staffing his kitchens because of the housing crisis. It was becoming frustrating going through the interview process, committing to a candidate, them committing to us, and then things falling through because they couldn't find a place to live. To solve this issue, Matt leases three multi-bedroom homes and then rents out rooms to his sous chefs, line cooks, and other back-of-the-house staff. He says this is a common practice among business owners in the county. Many of his other co-workers, he says, own deed-restricted homes. These are all opportunities for people that are, you know, working folk to be able to own their own home in paradise and where we want to live. Back over on the Wellington side of the neighborhood, our walk brings us to the deed-restricted home of Ty and Kristen Spasado. They both work for the school district. We were looking ready to move out of state. We were pretty discouraged, and then this house fell into our lap. Their three-bedroom house sits on a corner lot with a spacious two-car garage. It works for this family of four, most of the time. It's nice during the summer when they can take advantage of the long, hot days. You know, we're maximizing our house this time of year. The yard adds, you know, 500 square feet. But the wintertime, it gets tight. And it's and this last one was brutally cold. And so we could use a little bit more space. To get that additional space, the Spasados would love to buy a four-bedroom single-family home. So they entered the housing lottery for a new neighborhood being built next to Lincoln Park. It's called Stables Village. Stables Village is a sustainable, carbon-neutral workforce housing development with 61 units for sale. There'll be single-family homes, triplexes, and duplexes, ranging in price from the high 300,000s to the low 800,000s. In May, the town of Breckenridge hosted an information session for Stables Village at the Recreation Center. The event started at 4 p.m., and by 4.40, over 100 people were there. Around the room were tables for the various housing stakeholders, like the Summit County Combined Housing Authority, local banks, and Suzanne Allen Sabo, the Stables Village developer who's answering questions. So phase one is going to break ground this fall, September or October, depending on when we're far enough with infrastructure to get going on that. Suzanne owns an architecture firm and interior design firm in Frisco. She's lived in Summit County for three decades and spent most of her career designing high-end homes, often second, third, and even fourth homes for clients all over the world. Suzanne has expanded into workforce housing. It feels good. It feels right. 
And I have so many friends who need housing and need affordable housing or have employees who need housing. She says Stables Village fits into a category called the missing middle, which provides housing that falls between a single family home and a big apartment building. The missing middle includes housing like townhomes and duplexes, which can sometimes be difficult to build due to local zoning laws. These units will give people priced out of the market a chance to become homeowners, like, she says, executives, nurses, or the architects who work for her. Those kinds of folks, they need housing too. They want their own house or their own duplex unit and can't afford to buy one. To qualify for one of these homes, residents must work in Summit County at least 30 hours a week and make between 80 and 140 percent of the area median income. Coming up, we meet one of the first Stables Village residents and learn about an innovative partnership that'll bring even more workforce housing to Summit County. It's the first, it's big, it's really complicated. That's after the break. The Colorado Dream Housing Wanted is supported by Berghill Greenleaf Rushidi, a full-service law firm offering a wide range of legal services to businesses and individuals throughout the Rocky Mountain region and beyond. BHGR is a company committed to Coloradans and initiatives that support a quality business environment with emphasis in diversity, equity, and inclusivity, workforce development, transportation access, and affordable housing. More at bhgrlaw.com. How do you stay in the know? Well, if you're in Northern Colorado, just listen to In the NoCo, a thought-provoking podcast that captures and questions what it means to live in Northern Colorado, all in just nine minutes. I'm your host, Erin O'Toole, and I hope you'll join me for In the NoCo, Tuesday through Friday during Morning Edition on 91.5 KUNC. You can also listen and subscribe at our website, KUNC.org, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. I'm Stephanie Daniel, and this is The Colorado Dream Housing Wanted from KUNC News. In May, the town of Breckenridge hosted an information session for residents to learn more about Stables Village, a new housing development with 61 units for sale. Town manager Rick Holman was at the event. Our five-year blueprint is to add over 900 housing units that are meant to house local workforce. So we've been committed for 20 plus years and we're even more committed now than we were. Stables Village is just one of the projects the town is investing in. He says workforce housing will build community, allowing residents to stay and make a life here. Our town leadership, our elected officials, it is so important for them that the people that work here are able to live here and that they can see each other in the coffee shops and the grocery stores. Este es un programa que está diseñado para personas que trabajan más de 30 horas. Andrea North is the financial empowerment manager with FERC, Family and Intercultural Resource Center. She's talking in Spanish with a couple at the event, explaining the requirements to apply for a Stables Village unit. FERC is one of two organizations at the event that work directly with the Spanish-speaking and immigrant communities. Andrea says FERC will help residents navigate the Stables Village website and the application process. 
In the past, the Spanish-speaking and immigrant communities here have had a hard time accessing the county's workforce housing initiatives. This is something local leaders are working to change, like Deputy Town Manager Shannon Haynes. We're really being thoughtful about and to ensure that the message about this gets out to a broad base of people in our community. I don't think that traditionally we've done a very good job of reaching marginalized populations. Stables Village will be built in four phases. Phase one broke ground this fall, and the first 13 units are part of a lottery that 191 residents entered. 68396566-B. At the end of June, the town of Breckenridge oversaw the Stables Village lottery, which was live streamed. Residents received extra tickets if they work in a certain area or have lived and worked in Summit County for more than 10 years. 752732-A. That meant 425 tickets were placed in a gold hopper. Suzanne Allen Sabo picked the first group of numbers. One of those tickets belonged to slopestyle ski and bike manager Niall Stry, who we met at the beginning of the episode. We did have that contract for the House of Fair Play before that lottery came about, but, you know, we thought we'd do that lottery and uh, just see what happens, and we got lucky. Their number was chosen ninth, and he and his wife got the house they wanted. The wife, Cal, she called me, and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we got the one we wanted and everything, and it was kind of like, I couldn't believe it. For the first couple weeks, I was just like, I can't believe this is actually happening. The couple is buying a three-bedroom end unit with a one-car garage, patio deck, and a small yard. They signed the Stables Village contract in October and were also able to get their deposit back from the other house. Niles is grateful to have won the housing lottery, but has concerns about the process. Namely, a few other winners haven't even lived in the county for a year. With so much housing demand, he thinks these lotteries should be reserved for longtime locals, like a four-year minimum residency. For like me and my wife, you know, we've been putting into this community for 12 years now and trying to build ourselves into a position to be able to buy a house and stay here. And, you know, just to see someone else get in and they've only been here for five months, you're just kind of like, you know, I don't want to like hate on them, but it's just kind of a little bit of a bummer, I guess. When completed, Stables Village might be a haven for locals, just like Lincoln Park in Wellington, a place where kids can roam in packs and neighbors can meet up for happy hour walks. Niles is looking forward to being a part of it all. He sent me an email that says this neighborhood is not only going to be awesome for us, but also as a way to further connect to the community. Summit County has five strategies designed to increase the amount of affordable workforce housing. One is new development, and that includes a groundbreaking housing partnership with the federal agency whose motto is caring for the land and serving people. That's the U.S. Forest Service. Tyler Rhodes is a mountain sports ranger at the Dillon Ranger District on the White River National Forest. Dogs are outside, welcome in. This is the living room. In July, we met at his rental house on the district's administrative work center site. Tyler has worked with the Forest Service for eight years and lived in Summit County for 15 months. Tyler loves Colorado 
He loves to ski. But the only reason he was able to take this job is because the district gave him temporary housing for two years. The lease is up in April, and he needs to find a permanent place to live. I've been in several lotteries through the Summit Combined Housing Authority, from townhouses to duplexes and single-family homes. Unfortunately, the luck just hasn't been with me. Tyler's luck might be about to change. This roughly 11-acre property is the district's work center site. It serves as a base of operations and provides employee housing. There's a bunkhouse for seasonal staff, full hookup RV pads, and three single-family homes. Dillon Ranger District wants to renovate the property, build a new work center, and at least 162 long-term affordable housing units for service employees and Summit County residents. Anna Binkson works with the White River National Forest and is focused on how to strategically use administrative sites. The Forest Service and the United States government acquired this property in 1963 specifically to develop it for housing and work use. Now, 60 years later, the housing stock here is about to grow significantly. The 2018 Farm Bill gave the Forest Service new authority to lease certain administrative sites like the one in the Dillon Ranger District. With that authority in hand, we started engaging with Summit County and Town of Dillon to talk about what could we do here that would meet the Forest Service facility and housing needs alongside the town and county housing needs. Each group brings something to the table. The Forest Service has the land, the town of Dillon has the infrastructure, sewer, water, and the county has the expertise in housing and financing. This is the first time a housing development like this will be built on Forest Service land. But the clock was ticking. Summit County needed to lease the land from the White River National Forest before the Farm Bill expired at the end of September. The 50-year lease agreement was signed on September 27th. We are very excited about this project. We think that it has huge potential to be a game changer. Adam Bianchi is the district ranger for the Dillon Ranger District, which is one of five districts on the 2.3 million acre White River National Forest, the busiest national forest in the country. White River is home to some of the most popular recreation areas and ski resorts in the U.S. While tourists flock to the high country seeking adventure, Adam says his 25 full-time and 40 seasonal employees can barely make ends meet. There's only a few employees that make over $58,000, which is sort of that HUD line for what's considered low income. And because of that, most of my employees, they, they struggle with finding affordable housing. And a lot of my employees have multiple jobs, second jobs, third jobs beyond just working here for the U.S. Forest Service. Adam is married with three kids and also can't afford to live in Summit County. He drives up from the Metro Denver area every day. It's probably a two-hour round-trip commute on a light traffic day. The proposed housing development will have affordable one, two, and three-bedroom rental units. Ten apartments will be reserved for full-time service staff, while others will be set aside for seasonal employees. The rest are for the local workforce. Some infrastructure issues still need to be resolved between the Forest Service, the town of Dillon, and Summit County. 
but construction is expected to begin in 2024. I think that we'll leave a great legacy here in the community and really provide some sustainable housing, not only for service employees, but just for the, the working class here across the county. This is a pilot housing program that Adam hopes will be expanded to other national forests. The Dillon Ranger District has already filled a request for information from forests in states like New Hampshire, Montana, California, and Alaska. We'll see what happens when Congress passes the 2023 Farm Bill. I have witnessed a lot of people who were very well established here and established in careers and had families here who packed up and moved because it became too hard for them to continue to live here financially. That's longtime Summit County resident and Wellington homeowner Megan Matza. When we started reporting this season of the Colorado Dream, our goal was to investigate the housing crisis in Summit, Route, and Eagle counties. Finding stable housing is critical, but what we learned goes deeper than that. At the heart of this housing issue is community, building, sustaining, and enjoying it. Like folks renting out discounted rooms to help teachers live where they work, or housing initiatives that prioritize outdoor space to promote healthy living for residents, nonprofits that fiercely advocate for an equitable housing process and longtime families that can finally put down permanent roots. We put our bid in for the house and then we found out the next day that we got it. And I just remember crying tears of joy. And it's been wonderful. And we have a community. Housing and community. It's important to Megan and thousands of other residents living in Colorado's high country. The Colorado Dream, Housing Wanted, is a production from KUNC News. It was written and reported by me, Stephanie Daniel. Editing by Sean Corcoran. The theme song was composed by Jason Patton. Michelle Rado sound designed and mixed the episode. Jennifer Coombs is the digital editor. Special thanks to Ashley Jeffcoat, Ray Solomon, Scott Franz, Robin Vincent, Robert Leisure, and Mike Arnold. Tammy Turwalp, is KUNC's president and CEO. To learn more about the Wellington and Lincoln Park neighborhood, Stables Village, and the U.S. Forest Service housing development, and see photos of the people included in this episode and other extras, go to KUNC.org slash Colorado Dream, or check out the show notes for a link. Mm -hmm.